This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome in episode number three here of the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast, and it's our first episode with Hunter Wallace former state qualifier from Northern Lebanon High School, now an assistant on the staff there. Also runs the Keystone Caliber Facebook page where he does District 3 and statewide high school wrestling rankings for teams and individuals. Uh, He'll be joining us weekly throughout the season, really to spotlight top individual performances from across District 3. Uh, You can follow his work as well on Keystone Caliber for rankings and all the content that they do there. But Hunter, first, welcome on. It's good to have you. And I think people will be um, glad to hear from you throughout the year. Hey, Dustin, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of this and uh, get to talk some wrestling. It's what it's, what it's all about. I, I, I personally kind of feel like it's just a nice addition to the stuff that's already out there across, you know, your stuff, my stuff, everybody who's producing content for high school wrestling, just to be able to listen to this on the way, on the way to work and hopefully learn a thing or two from you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm very excited to share everything I got and the talk about it throughout the season. You are kind of like an encyclopedia of results and really it come kind of comes down to understanding who the best wrestlers are. Obviously comes down to wins and losses and uh, off season, in season, early season tournaments, the postseason. it all adds up to a picture that you paint for rankings and Obviously, before the year begins, I wanted to start, and we'll start with with um, Class AA, just looking at a few names that that you provided, um, breakout wrestlers, guys who are coming from off the radar, who can make a big leap in the coming season. And we'll also talk about, again, start with AA, we'll do AAA in a separate episode, uh, looking at some freshmen to watch across AA, and I know you've got a good one in the room. I'm excited to talk about him, but let's start with um, some of your breakout guys, and I want to hear sort of the reasons for why you think that they're positioned for a big leap in the coming year. Uh, wrestler number one, Kale Quig- uh, Quigley from Susquehanna. That's my alma mater. He is a junior. Um, looks like he was, he was injured for the postseason last year, correct? Yeah, he was. And so he finished up nine and four. Uh, one of those losses was by injury default in the postseason. One yeah. of them was to Rocco Fratelli, who was a state qualifier in AAA from Northern. Yeah. Another one was up at 113 pounds. So if you look at the, the resume, you can kind of see um, some promise there. And especially at those lower weights, whether he goes 106, whether he goes 113, to be a junior and to have some experience in those spots does position him for, uh, for a big year. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, and I always like to give kids the benefit of the doubt, especially with uh, the kind of year we had last year. Um, but but Kale, I've been watching Kale for the past couple of years since he was late elementary, early junior high. Um, yeah, like you said, he was nine and four. Uh, as a freshman, he was down on junior high due to his weight. He was a little smaller um, and also would have been behind Mason McClendon, who was a state qualifier that year. Um but, um, yeah, like you said, he was unable to compete at sectionals last year. But if you watch Kale throughout this year, um, he's finally a true 106-pounder. Um, he's very strong. He's a, he's a go-getter, man. He's very aggressive. He is not afraid to back down. 
He's not afraid to, you know, go big, go home type of deal. Like he's very strong. He's a strong hand fighter. He's very strong on his feet. I'm very excited to watch him throughout this year. And I think you you pointed to something. I mean, to be a true 106 and to be a kid who's coming down instead of trying to wrestle up, it's such a big thing, especially at that weight class. And to have some experience in, in a class that is often full of freshmen and sophomores, it can be an advantage. So to see him up at a true 106 and to, to really hopefully, you know, knock on wood for him to stay healthy and be able to showcase those things. There's a lot of reason to like what he brings to the table for, uh, for Jim Yanger and his staff there. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. Uh, next one up, and I, I, I've, I'm so accustomed to reading his last name. I'll apologize if I butcher it. Uh, but Gary DeYarman from Schoolkill Valley. DeYarman from Schoolkill Valley. He's a senior. Uh, another kid um, suffered an injury last year. Regional qualifier as a sophomore. He was 19-0 and 0 before the sectional finals when he was hurt. And that included a win over Christian Doy from Camp Hill, who had been to the state tournament, who had made some noise last postseason as well. You see what he's capable of doing. And now I think it's just a matter, as a senior, last shot at it here, to stay healthy and take his best swing yet. Yeah, absolutely. And some people that really follow wrestling may be confused about this pick of Gary because uh, he was at the regional tournament as a sophomore. Um, but I think, you know, him just as one a one-time regional qualifier really doesn't speak volume on his, his current state of talent. Um, like you said, last year he was undefeated uh, and his only loss ended up being in the sectional finals due to injury default against Jace Beagle of Peckway Valley, who was the district champ. Um, and like you said, he did have a eight to two victory over Christian Doy, who had beaten state place winners last year and was the regional champion last year, 126 pounds. So, I mean, it, his resume stands out for itself last year. And like I said, it was a weird year and he got injured. But um, as far as his wrestling, there's very you can't point out weaknesses in this kid's in this kid's. Uh, um, sorry. He, you can't point out many weaknesses in this kid's uh, wrestling. So he's very strong. He's very quick. He can throw. He can scramble there. I would not be surprised if he was high up on the state podium this year. Um, so definitely wanted to get his name out there. And I think it's worth stating that the idea of breaking out can mean a lot of things. You know, breaking out means right. that he, he was ready to do it last year. Looked looked very ready to do it last year and kind of had that opportunity taken away from him. So it's almost like a delayed breakout for Gary and certainly somebody to watch um, around one, uh, at 132. Another kid from that 126 weight class. And that 126-pound weight class was one that I would hold up as one of the – I don't know, one of the deepest, one of the strangest. And in a situation like last postseason where you added yet another stop in the tournament with that super regional, you had a bunch of kids just wrestling each other and beating each other up. Uh, Marvin Armistead is another one that you, you list here. He's a sophomore now. He's a freshman going through that weight class last year. And you saw maybe the experience um, disadvantage for him. You, you saw he was close with some of these guys, you know, Christian Doy, um, Ended up wrestling a bunch of those kids. And speaking of Christian Doyle, he lost uh, in overtime, I believe, in the sectional finals to him. So you, I, I kind of view that as a nice litmus test for where Marvin was last year and how he can use that as a springboard into a sophomore year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Marvin last year, I think Marvin will be at 138 this year uh, based off what I've been hearing. Um, but he was 13 and six last year. He ended up still getting sick to districts. 
um, he, he, he was actually one match that stood out to me uh, for, for Marvin was he was wrestling Nolan Ziegler, West Perry, who took eighth at the state tournament last year. Uh, he was up, he was up for nothing late in the second period and then gave up a five point move. And uh, that, that kind of became uh, the, the outcome to that match. I think he ended up losing by one or two points, um, but he's very quick. He's very strong on his feet. Um, he has a beautiful blast double, one of the best in the district. If I had to say so myself, I think he could take a very big jump in his sophomore campaign um, at the 138-pound weight class. And I think sometimes uh, learning how to win in those moments can only come by losing in those moments, right? Absolutely. You can only feel out, you know, the 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 scenario of leading for nothing in the postseason. Sometimes you just have to fail in that moment before you can really learn what it takes or how, how to how to correct what you did wrong in that situation. You just kind of have to mess it up. It's just like life itself. Absolutely. It's, you hear that through any any sports, uh, even even in the work life, you know, rookie mistakes. That's it's going to happen. And, you know, to take sick the districts last year at 126 pound weight class that was just loaded with good kids throughout both sections. I mean, that. That, that's pretty impressive in itself. So I really think he has the capability to take a, that big jump. Uh, another kid, I, I, I fully um, agree, capable of making a big jump, Gabe Pertoldi from Bishop McDevitt. Uh, he's a junior now. You'll see him roughly around the same weight class. You got him 132, 138. We'll see where he ultimately kind of settles in. Uh, Mike Nauman, Bishop McDevitt's coach, has been talking about him for a long time. He has talked about Gabe the same way that he talked about Riley Robel when Riley Robel was a freshman wrestling 182 pounds. He really likes the upside of Gabe. And now it's just a matter of, I think, adding consistency and availability to that upside to try to realize that potential. And you can kind of see it in his results last year he pinned christian doy uh in inside of a minute yeah. last year yeah. he majored danny capazzoli from newport who was just very very solid and he was a senior um taking the next step for for gabe as a junior will mean just being um top level when it comes to this preparation and consistency and i think for that mcdevitt team it's easy to circle the big guys, Andrew Christie in the middle of the lineup there, Jake Guilfoyle in the middle of the lineup, uh, Riley Robel at the top, obviously state runner up brace enders coming in from Halifax to help anchor the, those upper weights too. But you know, the difference maybe between Bishop McDevitt being a, a real district three title contender and not could be a guy like Gabe Bertoldi stepping into a role where he is a steady producer of bonus points. And I think at the individual level, he's capable of doing a lot at that, sectional district regional and state tournament absolutely i agree 100 percent. and uh you know gabe obviously if you really look into his uh season last year i mean it speaks for itself he was 14 and one um his lone loss being the matt repost of central dolphin who everyone knows is just a beast um you know he's an all-around great wrestler there's not many weaknesses and to be in a room like like Bishop McDevitt's with kids like Andrew Christie and Jake Gilfoyle, like kids like that that you can be practice partners with, and uh, Mike as your coach, and I know they got Tony Griffin in there. Like everything could fall into place for that kid. I think he has the capability to place very high at the state tournament. 
if all goes to plan for him. And it's a, it's a, it's a good point about those clusters, uh, clusters in the middle weights of guys who can drill and get a different feel and get pushed in different ways. And in the upper weights too, with Enders, Robel and, and the freshman, um, Lucas Lawler, the, those guys. And you talk about, you know, if you're a freshman and you're at 189 pounds and you're working every day with uh, Bryce Enders, who I don't know if there's a more physical wrestler in district three than that kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, God forbid you're, you're rolling around with Riley Robel at, at that stage, but uh, right. you talk, talk about how much better, you know, especially looking at the younger guys, looking at Bertoldi and looking at Lucas Lawler, just those practice partners can make all the difference in the world. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. One other name from, from the, the veteran group, um, potential breakout guys. And this is an interesting one because what I love about Boiling Springs, and we're talking about Aiden McCombs, who's, who's a junior, who's going to be in the middle of that lineup. Uh, Boiling Springs ha- has obviously a lot of hammers over the years. They are who they are, steady, um, one of the most productive teams in District 3, either Class 2A or 3A. But what they've been able to do um, from time to time is take some of these guys and graduate them from glue guys uh, who can kind of slot in when you're bumping the lineup around and have them graduate into steady contributors who are, you know, on a match in match out basis relied upon to deliver. And Aiden McCombs as a freshman and a sophomore has been one of those glue guys for Trevor Byers. And now it looks like, and I would compare his journey maybe to like an Eli Crum who went from glue guy to a, a really important piece of that bubblers lineup. It looks like Aiden McCombs has a shot to do that as a junior. Yeah, he absolutely does. And like I said earlier about McDevitt and the coaches and the kids in that room, you know, Trevor Byers has a great group of kids in that room and a great coaching staff. Um, I mean, if you're Aiden McCombs and you're behind guys through the past couple of years, like Michael Dugan, Eli Crum, um, Ian Wilson came in last year as a freshman. You know, they got a solid group core guy, Coben Carper, solid group of core guys in that middle. Um, so I think that's going to help him a lot. Um, but la- he's been struggling with injuries last year. I believe it was his shoulder. Uh, he ended up being nine and two. Two losses to Brennan Schisler, Bermudian Springs, who was a match away from meddling at the state tournament. And Nolan Ziegler, who did uh, place at the state tournament and then actually avenged his loss and beat Nolan in the District 3 AA championship uh, semifinals. So and then he got hurt right after that match. And um, it was a shame because I was after he beat a kid like Nolan, I was super excited to see, you know, how how he could go through a postseason as a sophomore. Um, so, you know, to come back as a junior and from my understanding, be a true starter, um, and have one of those spots be his, you know, I think, I think he's going to make some noise that not many people are expecting him to. And, he, and he's one of those guys when you're, when you're looking and trying to prognosticate before the season begins, that maybe you can sleep on him a little bit. Maybe you can not really realize how much potential he has because of what you look at when you look at the stat sheet and boiling Springs, you know, you guys too, Northern Lebanon too, um, just being able to take those guys that are flying below the radar and lean on them and get the most out of them. You know, Boiling Springs does that extremely well, as well as anybody. Let's look at um, a handful of freshmen here. And I want to talk about somebody in your room, uh, some of these kids from West Perry who, you know, speaking of maybe making a difference for a district three contender and then um, in Boiling Springs room too. So I want to start with Aaron Seidel. Um, anybody who follows wrestling closely will know who this kid is, has been following him for a while. And my first real introduction into talking to him and hearing about him and, and, and really realizing what he was all about 
I think says it all about him as a kid and as a wrestler. So at Fargo, um, he comes within a match of meddling, of being an All-American in, in freestyle. It doesn't go his way. Gets crushed by it, understandably so. Has, what, less than 24 hours to try to rebound. He loses early in the Greco tournament, too. Um, kind of says to himself, I think at that point, like, this isn't happening again. S- sets his mind to it and makes a run and and uh, gets third place in, in Greco there. Um, comes back home on a bus from uh, Fargo. Uh, and it's, what, 20, 18 to 20 hours or something, something like that mm-hmm. on, on a bus. He returns and then he is at camp the next day. So you talk about a kid who's obviously very, very talented, very, very skilled, but also very, very determined and very, very eager to put in all the work necessary to keep level jumping. And that's what you got in Aaron Seidel. So he's kind of like, when it comes to talent, he's what you want. When it comes to setting a tone in your room, he's what you want. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm blessed to be able to be able to talk about this kid a little bit. Um, you know, like you said, to, to, to do what he did at Fargo, I mean, it was, it was nothing but short of amazing, you know, I mean, to, to, to take a loss, heartbreaking losses in, in that freestyle, which he wanted the all American so bad. And then to go to that Greco t- tournament, lose early, not only to bounce all the way back and get third, but avenge his loss on a big stage against a kid to beat him early. So, I mean, you know, just, and then, like I said, his mindset, get on the bus, come to camp work. Like that's just the type of kid he is. And I think, um, you know, for a 14, 15 year old kid to, to take it upon himself to just do some of the things he does. Like he'll always bug me and my dad, Rusty, you know, he'll be any time of the day, Sunday, Saturday, it doesn't matter. He'll be like, Hey, can we go get a lifting? We'll get a workout. You know, there's not many 14 year old kids that are texting their coaches to do all this stuff. So, I mean, the, the recognition that he's been getting is completely deserved. Um, I do expect, you know, a, a pretty, pretty good year from him. You know, he's placed at Super 32. He's placed at Fargo. He's been in the junior high state finals, PJW, Keystones, whatever, uh, whatever one. Um, so, but in the room, like, like he's obviously he's a freshman. He's not very vocal yet. I mean, that's normal for freshmen but his, his pace is unmatched. You know, he's, he's going to make all of our kids in the room better that he drills with. Um, Cause he's just never stopped. He's go, 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 go. Um, and that, that, that's great to have in, in our room right now. So yeah, I'm very blessed to have a kid like Aaron in our room. So, I mean, this probably goes without saying, but to have, you have high upside kids and you've got grinders the significance of having your high upside kid be a grinder and the tone that that can set is just, is just huge for everybody to set the pace. He doesn't have to say a word. If you see, if you see what he's doing and how he's trying to make himself better, everybody should want to follow that lead. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And that's, that's only going to take him to to higher heights. And I know his goal is to be a state champ. You ask him what he wants. It's to be a state champ. And, you know, I think he's doing all the right things to do that. And, yeah, he, he's, he's got the, he's got that well within his sights and you could definitely make the case that he's got more than that in his sights when, when you, when you look at what he's capable of doing throughout his career, but that's kind of getting a little ahead of ourselves this year ahead. I'm really excited to see what he can do this group. Um, I think I mentioned him a little bit earlier, this group from West Perry. 
too, is, is another group that I'm, I'm curious to see both from an individual perspective and from what they can do for their team. And I, I was up at West Perry, um, last week and kind of saw these guys with my own eyes and kind of heard what impact they can have. And, and just like Aaron Jackson, rush Ty Morrison, Tucker Seidel to, to name three of them are not only skilled, talented, tough kids. They're also kind of doing what Aaron's doing where they're, they're pushing the pace and they're trying to jump levels and they're, they're doing everything they possibly can. And that's just got a nice effect on a team that was already knocking on the door anyway. So I wrote about West Perry this week and where they're at and how important these guys are to that team. And, you know, even asking Devin Jackson, who was a state uh, medalist two years ago, wasn't able to finish out the postseason because of um, some health issues last year. He's being pushed and he's got drill partners that he can get different looks in different fields. He can get pushed by Jackson Rush and by Ty Morrison. Um you look at what Jackson Rush brings and you'll see him, you know, 113, 120. It'll be interesting as they approach the postseason to see who settles in where because you might have an odd man out. But for now, Jackson Rush, airtight technique. Um, Ty Morrison, long and funky, just like his brothers. Brad is wrestling 215 now. Uh, Caden was a state qualifier, I believe, uh, a few years ago. Yeah. And then um, Tucker Seidel looks like he's about, 28 years old like he is he is strong and powerful and like bringing that ability to the table you know for a team that you know already had Devin Jackson you already have Brad Morrison um you've got Justice Hockenberry folk you've got Nolan Ziegler who won a state medal you've got a bunch of other kids you know they don't have you know they don't have 30 kids in the room but they've got they've got kids where it counts and these freshmen are a big part of it absolutely but Wes Perry is just a to, to talk on West Prairie a little bit. I mean, two, two years ago, I went, I went to watch the Pico tournament and cover it actually. Um, and, and, you know, I kind of figured, you know, Newport and Susquehanna would battle it out. You know, you really didn't hear much of West Perry. I think they might've just came over from AAA. Um, but you know, you didn't really hear much of them and they showed up to Pico with all these kids, freshmen, uh, and you, <laughs> You never really, you never really heard of them yet, and they just went out there, and I was amazed. They were just so tough, so quick, um, and and since then they've they've just Westbury's just been getting better and better. Um, and now um, they did lose Ty Wanders last year, um, a senior state qualifier, so that was a tough one. But like like you said, to bring in three freshmen, Jackson Rush, Ty Morrison, uh, Tucker Seidel, and then they're even bringing in an, another freshman, Quade Bowden, at about 189 pounds, who I think is going to start for them and have a pretty decent year. Um, you bring in four freshmen like that, man, it's 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 very rare to do a group like that that you know is just going to excel on on a team and individual standpoint. Um, you know, like like you said, that I mean, there's not much I can really say about individual each of them for their for their wrestling ties. Ty and Jackson. Both are similar styles. Um, they're pretty tall for their weights. I mean, they're funky. Um, they're both just very good wrestlers. And Tucker is just a brute, man. He's a bull. He's very strong. He, he'll attack at you for six minutes. So um, I'm very excited to watch these three, four freshmen they got uh, get into their lineup and see what they can do. See what they as as a team can do. Getting a lot a lot of expectations now, and I think they're they're battling that a little bit. They they aren't sneaking up on anybody. They aren't flying any, under anybody's radar. They are you know going toe to toe, probably 
twice this year, regular season and team postseason with Boiling Springs, which is where they aspire to be. Now it's time to kind of graduate from a from a um, a team that's looking to make some noise that gets over the top, and that'll be a really fun dynamic to follow throughout the year. Uh, one other name before we wrap up Double A here is Luke Magnani from uh, Boiling Springs. You know, same effect. Uh, Boiling Springs has plenty of pieces. They always do. And now you add a really nice freshman um, taking over at 106. They had a veteran there for a couple of years in Jimmy Snyder, who was just a little powerhouse that, you know, anytime you have a senior who's that strong can kind of make some noise there. Now you bring in this kid to uh, hopefully keep the wheels in motion for, for Trevor Byers and that team. Absolutely. Yeah. Luke, Luke, uh, I got to watch Luke a bunch this off season. I got to watch him at the Keystone junior high championships. Um, he's, he's a battler, man. I mean, he, he never quits. He he'll wrestle you for six straight minutes uh, to, to slip a kid in like that, who I personally think has a very good chance of qualifying for States at 106 this year. Um, put him in your lineup after losing a kid like Jimmy Snyder, who you said is just a very tough one of six pounder they had for a couple of years. Um, it's a nice little addition that they have because, I mean, they really didn't lose much last year. I mean, Eli Crum, you lost him. But, I mean, Michael Dugan slips right in that spot. A couple of those guys bump up and wait. McCombs is now a starter like we talked about earlier. You got Carper back. So, you got all those guys. So, um, to, to lose a senior 106-pounder is always tough, kid like Jimmy. So, to bring a kid in like Luke, who I, I have high expectations for, I, I expect him to have a pretty good year with with the team and on his in an, yeah, an individual. And I think uh, to your point, if Trevor Byers knows you're going to battle when you're in there, that's good. He, he will live and die by that, you know, bat, battle it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those programs, the rich keep getting richer because they've built a pipeline from youth to junior high to the varsity level. And, uh, and now they get another good one in Luke there. So as Hunter Wallace here on the Penn live wrestling podcast, he will be joining us all season long, we just recapped double A breakout guys and double A freshmen to watch. We're going to wrap up this edition here, but we're going to come back a little bit later this week looking at triple A breakout guys and freshmen to watch. Thank you to, uh, to Hunter for joining us. And like I said, he's from Keystone Calibre. He does rankings from district three and from the, from the um, PIAA statewide. And he'll be sharing his insights all year here on the Penn live wrestling podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.